Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh. I'm here uh, visually for the first time with Captain Jack. (laughs) We should call you Josh, a.k.a. Barry White Loftus, because you're you're saying like the cold... The cold was going to give you more of a radio voice now. (laughs) Yeah. So if you can tell, you know, I mean, I normally have a very, you know, it's like molasses in January (laughs) kind of voice, but it's extra. It's extra. Dude, this, this, this cold, dude, it put me on my tail. Yeah. It knocked me out. Like I, I, I haven't been sick for a week, but this cough and this voice has been here ever since. Um, But, you know, I'm not complaining. Because, you know, it's podcasting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Jack, how are you, my friend? You're you are you're done up in Wildcats, you're done up in Herc Rentals, you're just you're you're a literal walking advertisement, right? You know I'm, what you look like? You look like one of those NASCAR drivers. <laughs> when they come when they come out of the car and they've got like every company that has ever existed on their on their onesie that they wear. Like the only thing yeah. you're missing right now is Arby's across your chest. Yeah. We I do need some more sponsorships. Maybe Josh you do. can help out with that. I'll just yeah. add a sponsorship patch every Dude, time what, somebody gives us stuff. But. What if yes? What if we did like what if we what if that's how we did a sponsorships for the reformatory is we just wore them? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's just it's like patches a letterman's patches, jacket. Patches. Yes. Oh my god. We could get letterman's jackets. It'd be perfect. <laughs> Oh my I don't gosh. know how I feel uh, about that. But anyway, yeah, we're just, uh, my wife and I host a community group on Wednesdays. And so we're just coming off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, how was that? It was good. So we, um, we're, we're in our last sermon series. We're in the last, we were in Matthew chapter six. So we were looking at the Lord's prayer for the last month and kind of nice. taking bits and pieces of it and saying like, how can we center in on, um, really it was just like a time of prayer. So we kind of focused this last 
month on every Wednesday, we would do like a an, a morning and evening prayer. Yep. And then this specifically falls on the Wednesday times where we're kind of gathered together, but the church and our leaders were kind of encouraging us to all pray together on Wednesdays at seven specifically so that we know like everybody in the church was going to pray at that time. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, there's some prompts and stuff like that and I'll, I'll kind of lead the prompts and then I'll kind of throw questions out to kind of gain more just, you know, what are you learning from this part of the text? Um, and then even just how is your idea of prayer kind of changed maybe over this series as we looked at the Lord's prayer and just aspects of it a little bit more in tune. So uh, that's awesome. But yeah, I love small groups, man. I am a big small. I know that there, it seems, I don't know. It seems <laughs> like there's, there's, there's a, there's like a subsection of reform culture where it's really cool to hate on small groups. Yeah. I know. And what you mean. <laughs> I, I love them now. Granted there, I mean, there are some, small groups out there that are really bad. Yeah. And if you don't have the correct structure and focus of a small group, yes, it can be really bad. But I mean, that's with pretty much any ministry of the church, right? Uh, I I am a big small group guy. I really love small groups. I think if they're done right, they're really valuable. And some of the sweetest fellowship and connection that I have had with my people in the local church has come in the context of small groups. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, they're not meant to replace Sunday morning. Nobody's saying that, but I think they're valuable, dude. And if they're done right, they are. They can be a massive asset to the community of the church. Yeah, we focus ours primarily on looking at the text instead of we do. I would say the sermon is kind of secondary commentary to what we're trying to look at at the text, and then also trying to get into the mind of like. What is that saying to us? What does that actually mean? So it's yeah. it's very much kind of almost Bible study esque with like food <laughs> involved and yeah. fellowship involved in that. And so yeah, that's been that's been helpful because a lot of community groups I've been a part of in the past, we focus on the sermon too much and it's just like, okay, hold up. Is our focus on the word or is our focus focus on this guy and what he's saying? Uh, sure. and if we derail from the word I feel like that gets into, well, this guy said this, and I've been in some community groups where I said, I don't agree with what he said. Does anybody else feel that way? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is like, Which, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> that, that's where it starts going off the rails yeah. right there. And so I like, yeah, I, a- <laughs> I definitely appreciate this structure where we're actually, next week we'll be back into uh, Galatians where it's going to be more in the word more yeah. in tune actually not this week not next week but the week after that so yeah anyway. right on all right jack well before we hop into our topic today man yes sir. Uh, you have uh, a cigar for us why yes. don't you give us the reformatory cigar of the week this cigar of the week uh was generously generously given to us um by i don't know if i can say that he's a financier now of our cigars of the week but he definitely helps he's definitely out. a supplier he's a supplier. definitely <laughs> definitely a supplier he's a supplier sure. of one of more things um yep. anyway david lawler yep gracious uh right. friend and scholar of this podcast uh to josh yep. and i uh he gave me this cigar when we were up there recording and man i gotta tell you like it's the nico, nico libre 25th anniversary mm-hmm. uh, anniversario it's the silver band, if you're looking at it. 
Um, that's a that's a good stick, man. So it's in the torpedo Vitola. Like once I lit this thing up, yeah, man, you're getting like I'm getting like I was getting like instant flavor. It yeah. wasn't oh, overpowering yeah. peppery, but it was. It had some pepper. It had some spice. It had some good kind of earthy notes, um, yep. coffee notes in there too. Um, this cigar, especially. So this cigar. So Nica Libre has collaborated with um, also other different companies like Agonorsa Leaf on a couple different of their cigars, um, but this one specifically. So this twenty fifth. Uh, Anniversario Silver is in the Torpedo Vitola. Um, you can get a five pack for about 30, 30 bucks online. Yep. So that's not too yep. bad. That's looking at about a little bit more than like seven dollars around that, maybe a stick or somewhere around there. So that I think that's a good price point um, as well too. And so you're looking at the wrapper is Habano. You got Nicaraguan. Uh, basically, it's a it's almost a puro Nicaraguan. So binder fillers, Nicaraguan. Yeah. Origin is Nicaraguan as well too. The wrapper is in that Habano uh, as well, and you got the Vitola in that Torpedo. So it's it's uh, it is kind of a little bit of a box press, which I find to be quite honest, box press cigars smoke a little bit better. I think they do. There's something about the the roll on them, dude. I don't know what it is about a good box, and and it's it's definitely unique in that it is a box press torpedo, which is really interesting. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I and some even have rated it as high as like 95. Yeah. And I would say it's a I would say it's a solid 90s rating yep. in that. And so, but yeah, it's a good. It's a solid, steady, I would even say, and even David and I talked about this, but I would say it's a good everyday smoke. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think at that price point, too, that you're getting around 33 for about five, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That uh, is the Nica Libre 25th Anniversary Edition. That is uh, the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke. To the glory of God. All right, Jack, we are hopping into our topic for today. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week we covered whether or not the church is and whether or not it should be run as a business. And of course, you know, it, it was a resounding yes. Of course, it's a business, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so that's what we covered last week. This week, mm. we are going to cover uh, whether or not the congregants, the people coming into the local church, uh, are just regular consumers like a business, or do we advocate for biblical membership? And if so, what do we believe the role of the member is? Right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, so this is a topic that's I like talking about because it, it applies to all of us, right? Yeah. Whether you're in leadership or not, uh, it, you should be seeking to become a member at your local church, especially if they have biblical membership. If your church doesn't have membership, I mean, that's, I mean, kind of, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into yeah. it. All right. <laughs> uh, so Jack, I want to throw it over to you first, man. Let's, let's, let's address first this idea of 
the congregant as a consumer mm-hmm. and why why we have a problem with that and what problems come from that because that's i would say a pretty popular view in the greater you know quote unquote evangelical culture today yeah yeah i would say that um just as we have implemented a lot of business aspects into the church and now a lot of people see the church as a business to a certain degree we're taking a lot of things from capitalism and importing that into the church mm. and that's not really helping our helping what the idea of a member is so i would say in a capitalistic society i can say it as easy as this it's like costco you pay oh. for your membership yeah you pay you pay a flat fee mm-hmm. you get a card that yep. card gives you x amount of goodies and discounts and everything like that right okay so i think a lot of people have taken that model and even just other models subscription models anything to basically say i pay into this x amount of times a month it gives me x deal that's right i think we you have the little snack booths all over the place (laughs) and you can get little samples of the totinos and the crispitos and the burritos Exactly. Hey, yes. hey, some churches hey. do that. Okay. Just saying. Let's be honest. I'm just about saying. This. I mean, it's a good analogy, but you know, I'm struggling to see where it's a negative. Because <laughs> so, I can get take, into the food court without a membership card. I don't I know. know. <laughs> so dollar fifty take, hot dogs. Yeah, we take that idea of you know the flat the flat fee yeah, the tithe. Right. And then you're supposed to give me X amount of spiritual intake. I'm supposed to get my Jesus time. I'm supposed to get this. So I think we've taken that to a a very unhealthy place Mm -hmm. to where we look at church membership of, I put in X amount of dollars into the tithe box, basket, whatever you want to say the church's PayPal account if you're that 21st century. Yes. Yeah. Text in your tithe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, We do that. And then the church is supposed to give me something back in return. Yeah. It's supposed to give me this thing versus what, you know, Josh and I can talk about more right now too is biblical membership where we would say being a part of a local church and membership especially is not the way in which the world sees membership from the kind of economic viewpoint of that. Right. And that you're not going in there and just showing up and somehow you're getting blessing and benefit. And if you just put, you know, X amount of tithe to the church, you're going to get something back you being a part of a local church is more in line and more it has to do with you aligning with a church that believes in biblical precedents that we Mm. see and also is following, hopefully following creedal precedents as well too. Yeah. To align yourself in a way that a family kind of gathers together and we kind of see in a sense too, like Israel gathered together and they were under basically God's pronouncement of who they are and the promises that he's going to fulfill them, them and everything like that. And so the local church should be a place and membership in a local church should be in essence, 
and similar to we are the called out ones. Mm-hmm. God has saved us. God has called us out. God, God has asked us as well too to join with local brothers and sisters in Christ yep. to be under his rule and reign. And so we are going to do that in a way in which the Bible prescribes being mm-hmm. under elders, being under that kind of authority, but also being a part of a congregation, which means you are a member technically, not in the sense that you are an economic member or a capitalistic member right. or something, but that you are a part of something because you have confessed with your mouth, believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the grave. And also, too, like hopefully you have confessed a lot of <laughs> historic creedal precedents as well, too. Hopefully you know the Apostles' Creed. Hopefully the Council, the Nicene Creed is somewhere there as well, too. Hopefully you have... Maybe the first and you have an idea of, of of like like orthodox Christianity, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I so that's the difference too. So a member is not so much one who pays into something to get something out of it. Yeah. A member in the in the mind of the local church is somebody who's been called out, who's been saved by the blood of Christ, who's been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, and is wanting to tie themselves and be under the leadership of what God has prescribed in the Bible to do. Yeah. That is to submit to your elders and then to also fellowship with the saints in that local context. So, well, and, and it's so, it's so countercultural, right? In that the culture that we live in today is so, it's so, it's so individualistic centered, right? And, and we just yeah. live in a culture of how can I be feeding myself? How can I be serving myself? And everything that I engage in and with has to have the intent of how does this benefit me? It's a very individualistic culture that we live in. And that's creeped into the church, right? And mm-hmm. we we view church, we view the Lord's Day gathering, we view membership as kind of just this smorgasbord of, you know, I can, you know, take this and leave that. And, oh, I like, you know, the way that they do this, but I don't really like the way they do that. And I, I have to find this place that is has all of the pieces that I like put together and it's this perfect it's like you know it's like it's like finding the perfect coffee shop like it has to have the right <laughs> seats and the right yeah. ambiance and I have to like the staff there and you know the coffee has to be you know GMO free I don't even know what GMO free <laughs> means but it has to be that right and we and we treat church we treat the Lord's Day gathering we treat the community of the saints like some choose your own adventure game yeah that we can just pick and choose what we like toss out what we don't like and then pretty soon we find out that you know there's really nothing out there that's going to fit my preferences 100% unless I start it which sadly is the motivation for a lot of church plants that's neither here nor there right but we have to have this understanding and this this reframing of the mind Mm -hmm. that informs us of what the purpose of the Lord's Day gathering is. And it's not to give you the warm fuzzies. It's not to tickle your ears. It's not to make you feel good about yourself. It's not even supposed to have the purpose of making you feel anything. Hmm. It is for the purpose of worshiping and glorifying God through the preaching of his word, the singing of songs, 
prayer, the observance of sacraments rightly administered, right? Church is not about you. And we live in a culture today that tells us everything is about us. And if it's not, you have to either find a way to make it about you or kick it to the curb because it's not worth your time. Yeah. Right. And we've fallen into that trap today of viewing church and engaging in church in the exact same way. And it requires a mind wipe. It requires a, a reframing, a refocusing, a renewing of the mind. Right. And that's where we need to get to so we can get to the point where you're talking about, where we're viewing membership, we're viewing gathering with the local church, we're viewing our commitment, our covenanting together as something that does not have a primary objective of serving myself. Mm-hmm. Now, you will definitely benefit from being in covenant membership with your brothers and sisters. You will receive extreme benefits, right? Yeah. Encouragement, accountability, community, right? All of these things that we need as Christians, you're you're going to gain that. But it requires something of you. It requires self-sacrifice. It requires commitment. It requires of you giving of your time, your treasure, and your talent. It requires of you... you, you seeing that your brothers and sisters as worth sacrificing for and committing to that local church, committing to one another and saying, these are the elders that I commit to submitting to and to pray for and to help serve alongside and to help keep accountable. These are the people, the men and women around me that I have chose to covenant with to say, this is my church family. These yeah. are the people that I have chosen to be bonded together in honestly the I think one of the strongest bonds that exists right I think you I think the strongest bond that exists is the bond that we have in the blood of Jesus Christ and right under that I would put the bond that we have when we covenant together in membership in our local church mm-hmm. I think it's right underneath there is such a camaraderie, such a a blessing that comes from being in a covenant community that you have committed to within the context of the local church. I've never experienced anything like it. It's it, it's stronger than family. It's stronger than than workplace you know work, yep. uh, workplace acquaintances, and it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right, but it requires that renewing of the mind. You going into the Lord's Day gathering with the understanding, I'm not here for me. Yeah, I'm here to worship God in the way that He directs, and I'm here to give myself to these people around me. Mm-hmm. And if if we can get if we can get to that place in our mind, right, that's where true at, at true service starts. Because the motivations are aligned correctly, right? Yeah. And that's where you really begin to see the benefit of what membership can bring, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's exactly what you said. And just that idea of membership, too, of what you're talking about, self-sacrifice, that you are part of a family, you are yeah. not just there for yourself, is completely countercultural. Completely. Um, and yeah. it's also telling us, too— it's everything that Jesus is backing up in the Gospels as well, and he's telling us to focus on him. Yep. Instead of, you know, just as, you know, back in the day, um, the Jewish leaders basically took the Sabbath, and I think they framed it in a way that was all about them versus it was supposed to be about God. 
Sure. <laughs> right. Sure. And the worship of God rightly. Yeah, which and is so a warning Jesus, to us too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so Jesus is rightly doing that when he's doing stuff on the Sabbath and people are getting ticked off at him and stuff like that in the gospels. Mm. But also it goes back to of what you're saying in the sense of you are there primarily to serve one another. And like you said too, just as salvation is important, the Bible and especially the epistles speak so much about the community that you're in. Mm. All of the epistles in one way or the other are addressed to local churches (laughs) that are going through issues that directly relate to them in community with one another. Like that is extremely important on a Lord's day when you're going through an epistle, especially in the new Testament. Mm -hmm. So yes, it has application to back then, but now it has application to us as believers right now in the 21st century as well too, because time is cyclical stuff that happened back then. It cycles back around and it hits us. Right. And it's, the exact same stuff will happen to us. And even just going through Galatians, the first half of it, and going through the second half, the same stuff cycles back around in the church yep. and it comes back and it hits us again. And then we're standing there going, oh, yeah, we do need to refocus ourselves by the power of the Holy Spirit back to worshiping God yeah. and thinking about him in this way. And so... Yeah, just that—that that is a very different take of membership. Nobody's going to tell you that kind of membership, like church membership, looks like that versus what you're given. Uh, the idea of church membership is: I go in there, I do these things, I say these things as well too. I get pronouncements over me. I I basically give back money to the church. Mm-hmm. They give me this. It's very transactional. I mean, and our and our yeah. context is transactional. But if you think about it, the transactions that are going on the Lord's Day are primarily between God and yourself. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. are just there to just administer. It's me it's if me, you think about it's, it. <laughs> it's me showing up having a a awful week. Yeah. Bringing literally nothing to the altar and Jesus showing himself to be the perfect sacrifice yet again. That yeah. is the exchange. Is Jesus again taking my weakness, taking my shame, taking my guilt, my anger, my anxiety, my depression, him taking that and giving me his peace and his grace through the Lord's through through the service of the Lord's day. So it's very transactional. It's just not the transaction that 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 yeah. we see in culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's that's exactly the the counterculturalness of Lord's of the Lord's Day and of how church membership is completely different than what we would think church membership to be. Yeah. So Well, and look, church membership committing to a local church, especially formally in church membership, it's it's a biblical thing to do. It's a right thing to do. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, Right, and we've talked about this at nauseum on this podcast, but there mm. there are no effective lone wolf Christians, and a lone wolf Christian is is going to be a compromised Christian very very soon. We as Christians were created to live in community. We were created to worship God. That's 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 innate in who we are. Right, this life that we live 
this world that we live in, this culture that we find ourselves in, this vanity fair that we're passing through is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And it's not fun. And there are so many things, so many trinkets and so many pop-up stands and so many causes and so many people within the church that are telling that are that are that are that are trying to buy your affections and trying to buy your focus, buy your allegiance, buy your energy. And being part of a local church in membership, it has such a blessing in that it 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 keeps you accountable. Because we all need accountability. Yeah. Right? We all need those people around us that are checking in on us and saying, Hey, you know, I noticed, you know, you were, you know, you said this, or you've been acting this way. I haven't seen you for a while. What's going on? How are you? Right. We, we need accountability. Otherwise we'll self-isolate. It's, 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 it's what we do. Right. We need that community around us. We need the encouragement again, because life's hard. Like we need people who are there to help bear the load. Right. Christian needed faithful. Right. Paul and Timothy. Right. Mm. Paul and Barnabas, right? We see these individuals that help share the load with each other. And that's what being in covenant membership does is it places you in a community where you don't have to go through, you don't have to slog through the crap on your own. Yeah. You know, but Jack, both you and I have experienced some pretty, pretty dark and sad and like, pretty depressing things in the context of the local church yeah and and i don't know about you i can i think i can speak for you i can't imagine going through the things that i went through without my church family Mm -hmm. because they were the only ones that were there yeah they were the only ones that got it yeah they were the only ones that knew me well enough to minister to me in the way that they knew that i needed and Mm -hmm. sometimes that was a word and sometimes that was silence yeah. Right. But that required like relationship that requires them being in relationship with you, which they were. Right. And that covenant membership that we're talking about, that's that's what you get. That's what you get. And to sacrifice that to view church simply as a consumer, something that you can take or leave like Costco. I'm going to show up when <laughs> I need something. Yeah. Right. Or when I want one of their, you know, really cheap lunches. Right. To view it like that, you are doing such a disservice, not only to your own soul, but also to the men and women that you could be ministering to in the gospel, right? And I think, again, it's retraining our minds, getting out of this consumeristic understanding of how we view church. And I'm not there for me. I'm not going for me. I'm going to worship God and to minister to my people. Yeah. And if we can have that mentality going into membership, man, we like that membership commitment is so sweet and so beneficial and you will reap so much benefit from serving your people in that way. And whatever facet the Lord has given you the ability to do. Right. And it's just it's just committing to it. We need biblical membership. Don't view church like a consumer. Yeah. View the local church as something to invest in and you will in turn reap the benefits vicariously. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Man, that's all she wrote. That's man, Big, Big Eva, Eva has, has sung. sung, sir. She sung. <laughs>
That's good because my voice is about done. Yeah, yeah. Barry Barry White has sung too, and he's Barry about done. White of all the people. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it, but like I was thinking more like late, you know, late eight, you know, end of life Patrick Swayze, you know, like or like you could you could go yeah. you could do a deep cut because you kind of look like him to a certain effect. You could go Bob Seger. You got some Bob Seger swagger going for you. I ain't mad right at now. that. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> I ain't mad at that at all. That's not bad. I think. That's not did bad. I tell you? Were we friends when I went to that Bob Seger concert? Yes, we were, and I still haven't <laughs> forgiven you. I'm still mad at you because he that was, was getting the coma. last time I saw him. Yeah, that's co- the last time anyone's going to see him. It was his farewell <laughs> tour, and you didn't tell me about it. You went to hey. see Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. You sent me a video of him playing. <laughs> Old time rock and roll from your crappy iPhone, and I had to sit there and watch it on this this little screen as my friend is enjoying Bob Seger for the last time, and you didn't even tell me he was in town. Mainly because I got free tickets from somebody that time. Where's so. my ticket? Where like are we are we boys or what? See, Jack, this is the thing, man. This is why. This is why. This is why you just need to move up here. This is why you need to move up north. <laughs> Forsake the forsaken land. Leave the city of destruction. It's gonna leave burn. The city of destruction. Hey, I am. I am evangelist telling you, Christian. <laughs> leave the city of destruction. It's gonna burn. Come on up where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. No, I can't finish that. <laughs> oh, the only, <laughs> gun, the only problem. Guns and roses in my head. <laughs> the only problem with what you're saying too is that you you guys don't have. The land of milk and honey that we have in cigar lounges down here. That's Not yet, the, that's but it's coming. Issue. It's coming. I'm waiting for my man Jeremy. Jer- yeah. Jeremy Wolfsman. We're all we're happen. all waiting. We're all waiting. Anyways, Jack, get us out of here. I'm dying. Yeah, Josh is Josh is coughing up a storm. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys Ugh. and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's ponderings and encouragements about how church membership should look like. Uh, through the lens of scripture and you want to join in on this conversation you too can join us on the sociables if you will you can join us on the instagram Mm -hmm. goes well with chocolate and marshmallow you can see various clips of me recording concerts on my bad iphone um (laughs) you can join us on the tweaker the twitter the muskerville the little blue bird site um it's like a facebook wall gone gone insane uh, you can also join us on the Facebook, actually, as well, too. That's right. Um, man, Meta is is bleeding cash, and they are also they're get fined. firing everyone. They're getting fined, and they're firing everybody. So yeah. it's not a good time. Don't go work for Facebook, time, aka Meta. Time to jump ship. Yeah, it's not good. Anyway, you can follow us. You can follow us all on those sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might be able to join this cause of ours in making the local church central to the believer's life that's right there are multiple ways uh one way is we do have a patreon and uh coming up here soon i'm not going to say when because we're still working Mm -hmm. out the beats but we are going to have exclusive content we are going to be making recording exclusive content exclusively for patreon supporters you're going to get extra episodes of Jack and I riffing. Riffing like we've never riffed. 
and it's going to be glorious. All right. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to be dropping on the old Patreon, I believe. I'm trying to decide whether to do the Patreon or whether to do the website. I think it's going to be Patreon because we already have patrons there. And I don't want to have to switch stuff over. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be Patreon, but we'll see. Anyway, make sure uh, to head on over to Patreon. If you do, uh, our pledge to you is that your name shall be Hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed within the halls of this podcast. Last but definitely not least, if you are an Apple, which is most of you, mm-hmm. all right, as of the 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 numbers that I saw, a good 90-some percent of you, scroll down. Scroll down and give us a little five-star action. Five stars for five solas, mm-hmm. all right? Help us out. Write us a little review. Helps the podcast get out to more people. You know what's really cool right now, Jack? I wanted to share with you. When you go into the i when you go into the Apple Podcast app, right, and you click on the reformatory, right, and when you scroll all the way down, it gives you it gives you uh, you know people also listen to, right? Yeah. Right. I'm really proud of us. You know what the first two are? Oh gosh. What first are they? two, Theocast. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And then uh, Doc and Devo. Okay, so. <laughs> excited about one and of those. Jimmy, no, and Jimmy and Joe. Jimmy and Joe. <laughs> no, I love you, Joey. We do love those guys, dude. I can't think of two uh, podcasts that I would uh, love to be associated with more than our good friends at Doc and Devo, and hopefully soon friends at Theocast. Um, you know, we're going to try to try to work some stuff out. Try to try to work some angles. Would love to get uh, uh, those guys maybe on the pod. I think that'd be really, really cool. The only problem, though, is that when you click on Doc and Devo or you click on Theocast and you scroll down, we don't show up. And that's because we need more reviews. We, we need, need more, more yeah. ratings. Help us out, folks, so people can find us on the Doc and Devo and Theocast as well. We thank you guys for listening. We're going to catch you on the next step of the reformatory.